0: listening. You picked a really good week to start. This week is our first ever charity spotlight. Our main focus here at Feel for Mistakes is art and the art process, but of course we're also trying to raise money to fund those arts and those artists in particular in any way we can. It's been my experience that there are, you know, a world of charities out there that you know, are working and toiling really hard to help people out. If you've never heard of them before, you can't uh, you can't join in and take up the effort with them. So I wanted to include, you know, um, features of those charities that I've found out about that I'd like other people to know about. So today we're spotlighting New York City's Coalition for the Homeless. Um, luckily for us, my good friend Marissa Butler happens to work for them. So I spoke to her about their efforts. Hello. Hello, Marissa.
1: Hey, Travis. What's up? Hey, what's up? <laughs>
0: Marissa, go ahead and uh, tell us what what is Coalition for the Homeless. What's their mission? Kind of give us the rundown.
1: Um, Coalition for the Homeless is a New York based charity, um, and we are the oldest advocacy and direct service organization. And we kind of help out on a multiple issues and multiple levels of, I guess, the problem of homelessness. And our goal would be to completely eradicate homelessness. And we, we actually think that that's possible. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, we, we think that like, um, I mean, I, I, just being there for the last few years and kind of learning more about the issues, you know, when you first come to New York, uh, homelessness is a very visible problem. Right. Um, you know, you, you, you're confronted with it every day. Um, Seeing people on the street, seeing people sleeping on the street, or asking you for money, or just generally things like that, um, and you you know you don't really know why. I, I guess I mean I, I guess there's like a million reasons mm-hmm. for why someone can be you know can become homeless. Um, and you know it, it, I think like le- working at the coalition, I've kind of learned that homelessness is a symptom of how we deal with the smaller level problems. Right. Like affordable housing, um, mental health care, drug abuse care, health care in general, you know, like basic health care and, um, you know, the availability of living wage jobs. Right. Um, So when you kind of mix those all together and and a lot of those are lacking, then you have a big homelessness problem. Um, Right. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah, I follow you. So um, so anyway, uh, we've kind of... Try to fight on multiple levels. Like at the most very basic level, we have a food van, which is actually how I got started with the coalition. I was a volunteer on this van. Okay. That goes out every night. Well, we have three vans one goes uptown, one goes downtown, one goes to the Bronx, and we serve about 600 to 1,000 meals every night of the year. Wow. To um, homeless individuals. Uh, we have a job training program for women. Um, we have a couple of housing programs for people, and then Not only housing programs where, you know, we have buildings where we house people who were formerly homeless. We also have programs to keep people in their current housing. You know, like um, if people have fallen behind on their rent or something and are about to get evicted, they can get a one-time grant from us to stay in their housing, which is a lot cheaper than actually having someone go into the shelter system. So, you know, that actually saves the government money. Right. Uh, At the very top level, we actually have an advocacy department that... Monitors the shelters and monitors kind of public policy and tries to shape the public policy debate regarding homelessness. Right. And uh, so, yeah, that's what
0: we do. Very, very good. Sounds like you got a lot on your plate there.
1: Yeah, well, I think we're, we're pretty efficient. We, you know, we have youth programs, we have a camp. We, we have, we're, I think, run by a staff, a permanent staff of 60 people. Okay. But we run 11 different programs, you know, with those 60 people. So right. It's pretty efficient, and you know, pretty proud to work there. I think it's pretty fun. Uh, I see differences that we make um, on a large and small level. So.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know, for someone like me who's not really involved with something like this on a day-to-day basis, you know, my uh, perhaps naive assumption as far as homelessness goes is that really the only reason you end up homeless is you know you lose your job or maybe you get divorced and. Uh, Lose a house in the proceedings, but as I've been doing a little bit of research uh, for this interview, I find that there's also a factor or a group of people who are homeless because of mental issues. Now, is that something that uh, your coalition addresses? Is that one of your programs?
1: Yeah, well, we do advocate. Um, one of our advocacy parts is to advocate for better mental health um, programs. You know, we, there was recently uh, some legislation to kind of move people out of group homes into these kind of more humane, um, apartments, right. things like that. Um, I don't, it, it's, it's funny you should say that I would say that mental health and like drug abuse are the most stereotyped, uh, really? issues for homelessness. So it's funny that you should be like the opposite, you know, cause we, we're always trying to advocate like that. There's a million reasons for homelessness. Someone can mm-hmm. lose their job. Um, you know, there's a certain percentage of people who are one paycheck away from becoming homeless, Right. you know, and one catastrophe, one medical emergency or one, um, you know, losing your job or having your husband or wife or partner lose their job. Right. Um, and you know, you aren't able to afford, um, to pay your bills anymore, especially in New York where, you know, that cost of living is very, very high. It it feels like that line is a lot easier to cross. Right. Um, but people a lot of times stereotype the, the mentally ill, the people that you would see on the subway who are, you know, kind of mumbling to themselves or the people, who, you know, who are addicted to crack or, you uh-huh. know, this, I feel like is the is more visible um, homelessness issue. But, um, you know, we deal with it. There, there's a variety of ways, you know, we, we're at, always advocating for better, you know, treatment programs, um, subsidies for treatment programs that are successful or... Um, supportive housing, you know, moving people out of shelters where they're basically not getting any sort of mental health care at all right. into supportive housing where they have, you know, a counselor or social worker on site who can kind of keep track of them but they're also, you know, living in a more supported, stable environment, you know, kind of learning how to live on their own and and be stable, you know, living, you know, rather than just moving from shelter to shelter or, you know, not getting, you know, not remembering to take their meds or not remembering to go to a treatment program or something like that.
0: Right, so. right. So, um, do you deal with a lot of people like me who maybe have just seen maybe too many movies with too many crack addicted people that are homeless? Uh, is that something that you're you're uh, working to fight that impression?
1: Yeah, we're definitely looking to fight. Especially, you know, for example, whenever a new shelter opens up, and this is just a side note, New York's New York's by they are required to provide shelter to. Every man and woman New York City is required by law, and that was actually how the coalition was founded. Hmm. Um, a lawyer became friends with a homeless gentleman um, who ended up passing away uh, because he lived on the streets and was right. an alcoholic. And, um, you know, it, he took uh, the state to court, and they had the Callahan Consent Decree, and now everyone, is, you know, has the right to shelter, um, basically. They have the right to get a bed. Um, mm-hmm. so there's still a lot of work to be done, you know, to, I guess, improve the conditions at shelter. Because um, they're definitely not the nicest places, but it's definitely a good foundation that if it's really cold outside, you do have somewhere you can go and they're right. legally required to provide it for you. Right. question about, I guess, uh, the stereotype is, you, you know, whenever there's a shelter that needs to be built, the neighborhood kind of goes up in arms and it's like, we don't want crackheads running around our neighborhood and we uh-huh. don't want drug addicts, and, you know, and kind of like, you know, kind of the not-in-my-backyard people, and right. kind of like, well, that's not everybody, and, you know, shelters are also required to have some sort of level of security, and, you know, you have to kind of always fight that. The New York Post is, like, the worst thing, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, it seems like kind of an odd argument to say, you know, I don't want people to have shelter behind my house, but I'm okay with them laying on the street or begging for money somewhere else
1: exactly exactly and you also kind of find in new york i mean because there's just such a lack of space which is another problem which is why housing is so expensive and Mm -hmm. it's very segregated um you know like the, the further out areas are kind of forgotten about and it's okay to put shelters there but you know like any place in manhattan that's kind of expensive and fancy I mean, you definitely can't put shelters there and there's always a big outcry and there's definitely a higher concentration of like services in these outer lying areas that you know definitely haven't been as developed as places further you know closer to the central part of town
0: right okay so can you talk to me at all about the unique challenges that uh, the city itself presents while you're trying to face this issue
1: um, I mean, I guess I guess, just again, you know, it, it is such a prevalent, like it's such an in-your-face problem that everybody knows about it. Uh-huh. Um, and I guess the, new, the unique challenge would be because there's a lack of, you know, affordable housing, it's really hard because we have little to no help from the state and the city to actually get transition people from shelter into permanent housing. Right. Um, you know, so that's part of our advocacy work is to kind of, get a plan in place, you know, like whether it be through Section 8 vouchers or whether it be through subsidized programs to kind of transition people into a permanent way of getting out of the shelter and sustaining themselves. You know, or whether it be by, you know, advocating for a living wage or, you know, things like that.
0: Right.
1: But because a lot of the jobs are, you know, minimum wage jobs, which you can't afford, you know, a a lot of people who are homeless actually – do have jobs you know they're just not enough to make the gap between what you would need to survive in the city and what you would you know Yeah, i guess that that'd be a challenge
0: yeah something i never really thought about that but i guess that would be kind of hard if you're only making what is minimum wage now like six bucks
1: um i think it's in new york that i should know this i think it's seven something
0: well even that you know can't afford hardly even to eat on that. Definitely. So how can people help? How can people get involved with your your coalition?
1: Um, I mean, we do have, you know, the volunteer opportunities. We have, you can be a job coach to one of our women in our job training program. You can volunteer on the food vans. You can volunteer. Um, We have a backpack drive coming up that I'm in charge of, so I'm kind of, you know, (laughs) promoting that. Yeah, um, you can come help us stuff backpacks. Uh, that's definitely like the volunteer level things you can do. Right. Um, otherwise,
0: Are these, I'm sorry to interrupt. Are these backpacks like for back to school or?
1: Yes, yes, we have okay. a backpack drive um, every summer. That kind of includes, you know, we get local schools to have drives. We get um, drop off locations around the city at the libraries or at this moving and storage company, and um, you know from for about a month you can drop off school supplies and backpacks and then we stuff them all and give them out to kids in shelters and kids kids in our programs so mm-hmm. coming up soon project back to school <laughs> <laughs> Great <That's>, program <laughs> yeah. um, So um so on the volunteer level i guess is otherwise you know financial contributions are definitely always welcome
0: right um, Right. So, and then do you guys have a Facebook page so people can check you out there or is it better to go to your website?
1: Well, we have a link to the website on the Facebook page, but the Facebook page, we post kind of, you know, current events and stuff that we're doing, um, issues that are affecting, you know, our cause, things like that.
0: Okay. Yeah. And we'll put a link um, to the coalition's Facebook page on our site when this pub- podcast comes out but if someone's listening to this maybe later on what's the address uh
1: coalition for the org.
0: very cool so uh this might be a little bit out of scope of our conversation but what if you're someone like me who doesn't live in new york city uh but still wants to help kind of take on this this issue of homelessness any advice on how you might get you know, connected with a similar charity in, you know, your home location or?
1: Yeah, I, the National Coalition for the Homeless, um, which is kind of, I think they're based in Washington, D.C., um, but I always kind of use their resources when people email us because Coalition for the Homeless is such a, a general name. You don't really, some people don't know it's based in New York, so we get a lot of questions. Right. Uh, you know, like, oh, I live in Colorado. What can I do? Um, but National Coalition for the Homeless has a great list of, Right. homeless organizations in right. your state um, that you can help out with so very and clear. and everyone is different every you know Kansas City has a homeless problem sorry I'm from Kansas City so I always use them as an <laughs> example their, their homeless problem is very different from New York but they definitely have one and they mm-hmm. have different ways of dealing with it and so their their organizations would definitely um, probably need different things but could probably also use help.
0: Um, Right. Very cool. All right. Well, thanks again for uh, for joining me for the first charity spotlight.
1: Well, thank you so much for uh, having me.
0: Okay. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, Though Marissa will be back again, joining us on a future podcast to talk about her artwork and her life in New York city. Um, If you work with a charity or you know of a charity that you would like to see, in an upcoming charity spotlight, Uh, get in touch with us. We'd love to talk to them. Uh, You can um, hit us on our Facebook page or send us an email at podcast, singular, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at beautifulmistakes.com, and we'll get in touch. Next week, our go-to guy, Chris Hamm, will have a reading or two for you guys to enjoy. So look forward to that. Till then, cheers. (laughs)